Damn. Damn, 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 damn. What a time. Celine Dion said that uh, there were nights when the wind was so cold that her body froze in bed if she listened to it right outside the window. And let me tell you something, America. I relate to that sentiment <sighs> so much. <laughs> Particularly lately, um, it is getting cold around these parts. Um, uh, the nighttime uh, can feel frigid, you know. Um, I also like to look at that song as like a metaphor, you know. The nights aren't literally the night. The nights could be the time, you know. It's just like any time uh, when you feel alone and things are cold and you feel solo and it feels like your body could freeze in bed. If you listen to it right outside the window, <clears throat> shout out Celine Dion. I cannot ever say enough incredible things about that woman. Uh, I love you. <sighs> Woo. Well, talk about that intro. What the fuck is up? We're back. She's back. Howdy. What a wild time to be back to. Um, I am doing this podcast alone. Uh, for those of you who do not know who I am, my name is Asia, and this is The Hard R's. Welcome back if you are returning, and welcome uh, for those of you that are here for the first time. I'm grateful for your presence and honored that you are ready to listen to my Niggery, niggerish <laughs> shit. <laughs> so, um, I have been uh, kind of like hinting that things are transitioning for the pod. I just want to start out by saying that um, I am going to be taking over the show completely. Um, this is my shit. Um, I'm really fucking pumped about having uh, guests on and about expanding um the podcast um into really like a universe like I'm what I'm I'm I what I'm diving into now is like there is an entire universe of like podcasters and a family if you will so I'm fucking pumped about uh diving into that and thank you for all of you who have supported me and believed in me um this entire fucking time what a fucking god damn god damn so now that that's out of the way, what the fuck have y'all been up to? <laughs> let me tell let me tell you what I've been up to, okay? Cuz we've been busy, America. It's been a lot. All right? I'm huh, I feel like I feel like I have been being tested in ways that I have never been tested before. And perhaps maybe maybe it's turning 35 I don't know maybe like turning 35 like switched on like the universe's like fuck it up mode you know what I'm saying it's like fuck it up fuck it up fuck it up fuck it up but boy oh boy <laughs> we've been busy over here um quick updates on my motherfucking wild ass life um let's see summer happened it is gone now <laughs> I am Forlorn, deeply. Uh, everybody knows summer is my time. I'm a summertime baby. Uh, 
smack smack in June, right there, smack dab in the middle of the uh, Zodiac chart. Uh, but yeah, no, it's fall now. It happened. Uh, it's wet here in Detroit, Michigan. It's just been really uh, like raining a lot. And uh, that climate change is really fucking it up, 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 fucking it um, With that uh, transition uh, of seasons has come uh, change in my life. Um, over the summer, I discovered a bit more about my sexual identity uh, and my orientation, if you will. Um, I discovered that though I always described myself as a f- like a femme woman, she, her pronouns, um, and I, 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 I like, I'm sorry, I don't want to say I always did, but I did it for a long time. And then like three years ago, two years ago, she, they felt good, you know? So I like leaned into that. And over the summer, it just hit me like a ton of bricks that I'm non-binary. Jonah, hit him with some like, like celebratory, like if you got champagne, like, you know, like those noises, you know? Yeah, y'all. Um, I discovered um, that I have been effectively gaslighting myself from my own identity um, for years. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> it's a wild John, y'all. Uh, it's wild over here. Um, to be very honest with you, I was in discussion with Lou, who was actually on the show um, most recently, I believe. And uh, Lou reads tarot, and they were reading my cards, and they read me for filth and spiritually rearranged my guts and affirmed a lot of the things that I've been feeling but denying about myself for a very long time. Um, some of you may not believe in, you know, uh, the spiritual uh, realm. Some of you, you know, if, if that's you, then this message is for this. This ministry is not for you. You know, you can fast forward. But um, I can tell you that allowing myself to be very vulnerable and intentional in that has led me to a path of awareness Um I don't think I would have reached if I did not do so. So shout out to you, Lou. Shout out to Lou's Tarot. Blah, 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 blah. Shout out to all the fucking black fans out here uh, reading and just truly being the spiritual backbone of this fucking raggedy ass country. Um, keeping people going. Um, so uh, discovered that, realized that um, uh, that is the reason a lot of my relationships worked out the way that they worked out. And work out the way that they work out, and um, I'm making some changes. I'm making some real, actual, real changes. So it's really, I, I have to, right? Like, it's, there's no, I am changed. It is different. Um, and isn't it wild how, like, we, how people, I don't know if, like, everyone can relate to this, but um, I find that, like, it's wild how we gaslight ourselves, how we can really prevent ourselves from exploring um, all of the different versions of ourselves because we believe, uh, and not even we, I will speak for myself, I believed that I didn't deserve to exist 
in a non-binary space because I wasn't non-binary enough. You know, I didn't, I don't, I didn't, I didn't think that I looked non-binary enough and I acted non-binary enough and my previous long-term relationships were not queer enough to be able to be defined as non-binary. So I just couldn't be. And it's like, it's fucking crazy how like I, (laughs) how I like support the lives of so many other people. Like I want the, I want y'all to do and be the brightest, shiniest versions of yourself that you want to be. But like, I deny myself that. (laughs) Being a millennial. (laughs) That trauma hits different, you know, when you graduated in 2004. So shout out to self-realizations. It's been a wild ride. Um, I also have been going through some health shit. Uh, Knock on futon wood over here um but shit's been kind of fucked up y'all i've been like in and out of doctor's offices and dentist offices and offices offices for like months now um committing to myself and my health has meant committing to confronting fear with these doctors and it's it's a wild boy cannot <laughs> it's like i'm very lucky that and very grateful to have a support system like i have and to have to be in a place where i can focus on this and exclusively this because this shit is draining um to those of you listening who suffer from or suffer and, and deal with, you know, the day the day ins and day outs of chronic illness, or if you are caregiving for someone or someone's, you know, uh, that are chronically ill, mentally ill, uh, chronically chill and ill. Like this goes out to you because I, I see you. Um, so many of us have got to get up and go to work and shit too. Um, I commend every single one of you and want you to know that um, avocation is the most, self-avocation is one of the most difficult things that, one of the most difficult human experiences. And you're doing amazing, sweetie. Okay? Like, you're doing fucking great. Um, I've learned in this time to be gentle with myself. Um, I just am really picking and choosing my battles very carefully, uh, cause stress is a fucking killer. Okay. And, um, I got things to do. I'm like getting hotter as I get older too. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be like 50 and then stroking out at the tender age of 50 when my face is like tight. Okay, like I don't want that from myself. I'm trying to live for a minute. So yeah, um health shit. Um let's see. I got scammed, y'all. Y'all, y'all. Yo, let's actually get into this real quick, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I really actually do want to get into this. Um So 
first and foremost, let's talk about how the this type of thing, these type of things, uh, these types of moves, these types of scams are only going to increase as we move through the crumbling of this empire. Why? Because niggas is down bad, y'all. We are really, capitalism has fucked us hard and people have just been taking it. And the consequence of the inflation of this mind of this ideology and of this practice of capitalism is like things pop, right? Like you, things burst because they're too big because it's too much. Um, niggas are down bad. Niggas, white people, uh, uh, brown people. We are down. Everybody, look it across racial lines. As far as class is concerned, we down. Niggas is down. Okay. So scamming and scheming and people doing it, like that is going to be the common. This is going to be very common. So um, like on one hand, it's fucked up and fuck these people who did this. But on the other, like if this happens to you, consider practicing grace by recognizing that like the system is the problem. Like once we eradicate the fucking system, then people don't have to do fucking shit like this. Um, I'm really trying. I'm personally trying not to be very angry at the niggas that did the shit to me. Um, and I'm trying to direct the anger towards dismantling the system. So with that, let's actually get into how I got fucked. <laughs> okay. So uh, what had happened was a friend um, posted on social media that they had someone to do taxes, right? Like to handle tax preparation for the year 2020. And I was like, bet this is a black person. I was like, let me let me reach out to this small team of black people and see if they can do my taxes for the year. Mind you, I normally go to H&R Block. I have gone to H&R Block to do my taxes every year since like 2000, probably 11. Okay, the same exact tax office as well. Uh, but this year I was like, let me, let me, you know what I'm saying, niggas, you know what I'm saying, like small businesses, let me put money in the pockets of the small businesses. So I uh, reached out to this company. Um, we started the process. It seemed very strange from jump, but because I want to believe in niggas, I just went along with it. Okay. Um, Everything that we did was over the phone. That's the first step. That's the that's the first red flag, if you will. Um, they did not. There was no like email correspondence. There was like minimal, sorry, email correspondence. Everything we did was over the phone. Uh, when they finished preparing my taxes, I was not able to get a copy for like two months, and I had to request it like a bunch for like two months. Okay. Then when I did get a copy of it after two months, there were some things that were fucked up on it. Like, now here's the thing. Here's the thing, America. Here's the thing. I'm not a tax preparation person. I am not that bitch. I don't know. I've never known. And guess what? I don't care to know. Okay. I know people argue all the time. They should teach us how to do it in school. Guess what? If they taught me how to do it in school, I wouldn't have learned it anyway. You know why? Because we live in a country where taxes and all that fucking shit should just be 
part of the larger like uh uh like uh like government foundational like government mandated you know like our legislators and our uh politicians and shit um and our tax money should be um uh distributed accordingly nationwide anyway <clears throat> ultimately i don't give a fuck right i i truly don't i don't fucking care so but I knew. I knew when I looked at this shit. I was like, something's fucking wrong. So, like, I reached out to them again, and I was like, yo, my occupation says I'm a hairstylist. I'm not a hairstylist. I'm a student. I told y'all I was a student. I told y'all uh, when we first talked that that's, like, what the deal is, right? So I get a phone call back from homegirl, and she's like, oh, yeah, don't worry. You know, we just had to put something in there or whatever about your occupation, blah, blah, blah. Again, me, an ignorant nigga. I don't know. I don't care. And also, I want to trust niggas. So I'm like, yeah, okay. All right, girl. Whatever. We move on. August hits. I still have not received my tax return. Okay? I am checking the database like a mad woman. I am going, looking, searching. I can see that the IRS still has not processed my taxes. I'm like, okay. Fine. End of August hits and randomly I get like three individual deposits totaling $4,000 into my direct deposit. But instead of saying like anything associated with like a bank or like the IRS, it had this random man's name said like in a P2P payment, which upon Googling, I found out that P2P is person to person or uh, patron to patron. It's like um, a Venmo or PayPal, okay? So I'm like, this is fucking weird, okay, in August. Like, this is weird. I don't know who this person is. I'm assuming this person is linked to the taxes. I reach out back to the tax company. They do not respond. Meanwhile, I get a check in the mail from the government that's like, hey, here's your child stipend, your child tax return credit, boop, boop, boop. Okay, so I'm like, oh, bet, cool, I got this check, I got these deposits, This maybe we're starting to get things rolling. I checked the IRS database, it showed on the IRS database that my money was depositing. I was like, bet. I got a letter in the mail from the IRS that was like, hey, listen, we deposited your money, but we had to um, adjust your uh, income. So you might not actually get, you might get the money in like waves, you might get the money in a few weeks, just know that it's coming. <sighs> September. <laughs> okay. September. Um, it did not come. Okay. Now, according to the IRS, according to the adjustment sheet that I got, and glory be, I cannot believe that my nigger ass is like, thank you, IRS, for notifying me. Because this is the only way I would have known what my actual return was. Had the IRS not sent me uh, an adjusted return like uh, printout, I would not have known, right? So according to them, I had like $10,000 coming back to me, right? It's September. I've only seen four, and I don't really know if it's linked to taxes or not because it's this man's name, but I'm assuming. I don't know. So... September, I contact the tax people again. They do not, re they do not respond, of course, obviously. Um, so then I go on a hunt, okay? 
takes me a week to actually get in touch with the IRS. The IRS tells me that money was deposited into a bank account, a repository bank account. Um, and then that bank is responsible for putting funds into my personal account. So I would have to call that bank. Okay. And this is how this works, America. When you get someone to do your taxes, they have a fee, right? You have to pay a fee for them to prepare them. So you can either pay that fee up front or you can pay the fee from the taxes um, once they process them, right? So what the tax company is supposed to do, what those tax people are supposed to do is they're supposed to use their CPIN or, excuse me, uh, like their, their, their tax ID number, to uh, deposit funds into what is called a repository bank. That repository bank holds the funds. Uh, they pull their fees, right, for, like, being the third-party transaction. They pull their fees. They pull the fees that the uh, tax company calls for, and then they send the rest of the money to an account that's supposed to be linked to your bank account. Well, guess what they did, America? Guess what the tax company did? From the repository bank, they linked a bank account that was linked to this man whose name was shown in my transactions as having deposited money. The repository bank does not have to check to see whether or not uh, the funds are going to the appropriate person. They're only responsible for putting the funds where the tax people or like where the company says they need to go. So by me trusting this tax company, I'm basically saying, like, I give them approval, right, to, like, put the fees wherever wherever, uh, they're going to put the fees, hoping that they'll put them into my account. Instead, what they did was they put them into their account, okay? And then he was slowly eking money out from his account into my account. So after contacting the second, after contacting the IRS, the repository bank, and then the bank that the funds were actually deposited into, which was his account, I get a phone call from him. (laughs) Basically bribing me, y'all. He was like, look, I can slide you another $4,000, girl. Okay? And maybe don't contact the IRS, all right? Because you're uh, incriminated. I've extorted you. Okay? Um... You're, you signed off on uh, your occupation being a hairstylist. You're not a hairstylist, but you said you were. It's us versus you. It's my word versus your word, according to the IRS. And um, you might have to pay that $10,000 back. So do you want this $4,000 or not? <sighs> Literally. Like, like, like that is obviously very... Uh, <laughs> That is like the uh, Cliff's Notes version of how that phone call went. But yeah, basically this man told me that, uh, you know, I would incriminate myself. And uh, either I was going to take the $4,000 or shut the fuck up. So obviously I did not take the $4,000. I've had to hire a tax attorney. I had to have my taxes uh like redone and amended and blah 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 and I might end up owing money and I might have to go to court and it is just a wild fucking time out here okay guys like <laughs> it's just it is stressful but hallelujah we're gonna make it through um yeah watch your backs guys be careful you know just It's really sad because 
it's really sad for a variety of reasons that this is going like like shit like that happened or shit like this happened to me or I'm sorry not shit like that happened to me but shit like this happens um but like I I need people to really embrace the fact that like until we really bust up these banks and these corporations and these these businesses uh that are in cahoots with legislators that allow for all this other fucking fuckery to happen like shit like this is just gonna keep happening you know and it's gonna be more frequent so be careful all right um scam but scam and scheme in ways that take the man down not each other down all right well let's get into my fucking favorite topic which is whose motherfucking man's is this anyway and dumb bitch juice together forever and really, I mean, I guess it does go hand in hand with like scamming and scheming. Um, let's get into why you niggas feel the need to continue defending Dave Chappelle. <laughs> I'm uh, so tired. Like, I don't even... I don't, I don't, I don't know what it's going to take to get people to recognize that these celebrities are, um, not our, not ours, um, but are <laughs> um, beyond problematic and not to be looked to as sources of, um, Like, like, uh, like, 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 like value, like moral compasses or like their values align with the values and the, and, and, and the morals quote unquote that like everyday niggas have to follow, uh, in this world to operate in this world. Like moreover, moreover, even beyond that, Dave Chappelle is a cis heterosexual man. I don't know how many times those of us in marginalized and oppressed intersections have to say that cis heterosexual people can never, (laughs) never, like I can never speak to the experience of those in marginalized intersections, particularly LGBTQIA+, especially trans folk, okay? I, I don't, it hurts my heart to watch my community defend someone who is so severely phobic. And like, people don't really understand. And listen, if you're white and you're listening to this, you're lucky, okay? Because like, this really isn't, this really isn't um, like a statement for you. My, this is this is me like airing out my frustration with certain aspects of the black community that really, the phobias really damn us okay so if you're listening 
you're lucky. You do not ever get to open your fucking mouth about black issues, though. So please remember that, okay? Um, this is not your lane. <laughs> so, like, just please remember that. But, you know, my frustration with phobias in my community is that it's born of white supremacy. It's born of whiteness. It's born of this idea of a, of a heterosexual perfectionism that does not exist. And not only does it not exist, it never existed in any spaces where black people or brown people originated from. <coughs> Heteronormativity, hetero, hets, that's, that's a severely white, Anglo-Saxon, fucking Protestant, fucking, you know, uh, ideology and practice. Like, it is not... It is not the how how people operated or operate. I think it's disgusting that um there's like this vitriol towards the very people that are being oppressed. <laughs> like when we say, hey, shut the fuck up. Like, shut the fuck up about trans people. If you're, like, shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Like, why do we get attacked in our own spaces, in our own environments? I need men to start checking other men regularly about this shit. I need y'all to start telling these niggas that they weird. <laughs> <laughs> like dead ass like tell niggas that are transphobic that they're fucking weird because they are I need a little bit more shame out here with these niggas because this shit is crazy violent defend defending Dave Chappelle defending that which need no, which needs no defense um is like a severe waste of time and beyond that incredibly hurtful to your community members to your friends to your family members stop that shit if you can't tell a fucking joke without making without punching down you're not funny <laughs> you're just not funny okay and I also want people to realize uh and I've said this before on this podcast but there is no such thing as cancel culture okay white people Y'all niggas fucking ruined it. It was not yours to begin with in the first place. And you've taken it and you've run uh, into the night with it. Okay. Obviously, Dave Chappelle is not canceled. That nigga's a millionaire. He's living with his his Asian wife, like, in Ohio on a farm somewhere with they fucking 99 kids. Like, Netflix is still going to Netflix. Uh, problematic things are not going to stop. Okay, until we stop them. That's why cancel culture can't exist. Cancel culture comes when we start chopping these niggas' heads off. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, re that's really canceling shit. When we start literally being like, nope, axe, boom, done. Until then, the wheels are going to keep on turning unless we stop it. So shut the fuck up about uh, trans people or gay people or just LGBTQIA+. Shut the fuck up 
um, about uh, fat people or dark skinned people or like shut up about marginalized folks. All right. Like defend us or shut the fuck up. Thanks. Um, if oh, Also, if you don't know how to defend um, a person who is trans or a person who is marginalized, you can ask questions. The Internet is a really beautiful and wide place. It's beautiful. Okay, there's so many opportunities. You can even, you don't even have to ask. You can, there are forums that you can sit in on and listen. There's so much. There's so much, guys. I got into it with this guy who was like, you you just say defend. Well, I don't want to say we got into it. We had a discussion. It was weird. It was a, it was a weird fucking discussion. I will say that. Um, but... You know, when I say defend trans people, when I say defend our rights, when I say defend the rights of of marginalized and oppressed people and you say, but you don't tell me how. You sound like a fucking idiot. (laughs) And I'm not here to do that labor for you either. You there are ways, guys, like so like everything exists in a spectrum for the most part. Okay, there is a way to ask an appropriate question. There's a way to ask for help that does not center your ego or what you need. That's some patriarchal shit. (laughs) When I say defend the rights of the marginalized and you don't know how, let's start asking questions. And you don't have to ask a trans person. You can ask the internet. And the internet can start guiding you. I promise. Swear to God. Um, All right. Dumb bitch juice. (laughs) <laughs> I wasn't going I wasn't even I wasn't even going to but this you whores always know how to take it to another level with me um Candace Reed a teacher at John W North High School let me see where this is located I believe it's in Washington uh let me see wait a minute Oh, no, no, no. I'm so sorry. It's John W. North High School in Riverside, California. An indigenous student filmed a video of this bitch, Candace Reed, in her math class. She's a a teacher. Uh, The video shows a white woman. (laughs) What I like it's (laughs) it's actually crazy. Okay, so it shows a white woman. This is a math class. Also, let me get let me go there in a fake indigenous headdress uh and she is hopping around the classroom whooping and making tomahawk chopping motions um and did this for what looks like maybe five four or five minutes the indigenous student who is was in attendance um after a like like it happened for a few minutes and then they started filming because he said that he felt that violence was being con- committed against him and he had the right to record it <sighs> okay so i don't even need to i don't even think i need to like waste time on like the like the the like the caucasity of it I want to focus on the fact that this kind of behavior 
is going to increase because white people are losing their fucking minds. The empire is crumbling and so is the, like, so are the, not the brain, but like, so are the, uh, what is it? Just people are, people are breaking the fuck down. Okay. And I'm not, I'm not saying that to excuse this Candace bitch. Fuck that bitch. Hands on sight. Are you kidding me, whore? What are you doing? I'm looking like I'm watching the video right now. It's on. It's playing on Twitter in the background. And I am just like, are you kidding me? (laughs) Now, I also want to like there's no excuse. Fuck her. All right. She deserves to be fired. She should never fucking work again in school. Like. All that. Okay, But this bitch is just one, one, one of what I'm sure are thousands in that city alone that are severely racist and follow severely racist guidelines and will cont- and will ma- will make that un- we'll try to normalize that in these kids and these kids are not going to do it let me tell you what i learned after generation z is generation alpha that's anybody born after 2010 okay and these little niggas, <laughs> okay, these kids are filming you. They are not laughing with you. You've got to get it together. White women, get it together. I don't even think you can fully But this type of shit, Candace Reed, fuck you. Fuck you now. Fuck you then. Fuck you forever. Um, Educators that uh, are following in the footsteps of this bitch or that secretly harbor these types of, uh, um, harboring these types of like, um, uh, issues and fi- like th- uh, this types of racism fuck you okay um support these kids when they come to you and they tell you that they're experiencing racism from these adults because y'all are about to lose you're losing it you're losing it you're losing it you're losing it and um it's whoa <laughs> good luck all right not you candace i hope you get hit by a fucking bus Makeup say, uh, uh, na, 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 na. man, I'm, uh, uh. um, okay, so, uh, topic of the day <laughs> today, um, I am just tickled <laughs> by all of these uh, strikes popping up, um, not just nationally, but internationally, um, I, I love it. The Aquarius rising in me loves a revolution. I love fucking shit up. Um, I'm so excited. Uh, I History has taught me that it's these labor unions, it's these labor revolutions that actually get the job done uh, in terms of like change of guard or whatnot. So it's been very inspiring watching... Uh, strikes pop up um all over the greater uh the greater globe so um i just want to talk about like uh 
what it what it means like to me, <laughs> um, what I'm seeing, like what I'm seeing um, from the types of uh, folks that are striking. So we're getting like John Deere. Okay, so in in America, from okay. Actually, let me start with this. I'm not like a journalist, all right? I just like reading and I like looking up different things and I'm and making patterns and connections. Um, I highly encourage all you niggas to do your own research, okay? Um, if if research is just a, like some Googling around, I'm not even here to shame you for that. Go on ahead and do it. But I'm not your source for like like accurate news, okay? I just like read the news and see things and make patterns, all right? So... Here's, here's what I'm seeing. John Deere, uh, Kellogg's, Nabisco, these sort of like uh, down home, stone ground, like uh, corporations are just getting wrecked by these strikes. And uh, I love it. Um, when I say wrecked, you know, I, I the, the way that the power dynamics work with these uh, corporate uh organizations these these corporations versus like you know just regular regular people like power dynamics make it very hard for there to be um uh immediate and sweeping changes you know to corporate uh to corporate um impact but the fact that uh there's a frequency of like not only um or not just a, there's a there's a uh, there's an increase in the frequency of like the number of folks that are doing this it's not just one you know uh corporation and like it's not just one uh set of workers it's like people are actually unionizing so it's very exciting um it is also happening in Johannesburg South Africa and also in South Korea currently um, I did a little bit of research on what's happening in Johannesburg. Wait a minute. And essentially it's a, the entire, like the entire, wait, like the entire city. I want to make sure I have this right. All right. So yesterday in uh, Johannesburg, South Africa, working class citizens unionized for an indefinite strike against their employers. Until the demands of the working class are met, no one is doing anything for their bosses or for the corporations. So uh, it's like everybody in Johannesburg, engineers, uh, uh, like uh, 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 like day laborers, like everybody got together and they're like, okay, um, so nobody's doing anything for anybody until we get what we want over here for these bodies, period. And that strike has been still popping, um, according to Garda World. Uh, South Africa, as of uh, October 19th, <laughs> uh, the NUMSA, uh, which stands for, let me see what NUMSA stands for, but the NUMSA nationwide strike is set to continue <laughs> as of August 19th. The, nobody's going, it's just, we are still doing it. Um, uh, the nationwide strike led by the National Union of Metal Workers of South Africa, that's NUMSA, um, still, still popping off. And um, if you haven't, I think I've talked about this on this podcast. I'm not sure. Maybe somewhere in, somewhere in the universe of this shit that I'm doing. Um, I've been talking about this book that I'm reading called um, Detroit, I Do Mind Dying. 
and it is about the union the unionization of uh, black liberation uh, organizations in the auto industry in Detroit uh, in the 60s and how those wildcat strikes and those labor union uh, strikes led by mostly students and day laborers in the auto industry uh, created international uh, international uh, labor rights uh, for uh, auto workers. What them niggas did in Detroit changed the way that workers around the world um, operate in the auto industry. So I'm fascinated with the fact that um, the, 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 the connection, um, just the fact that like these engineers and these folks, you know, in, in Johannesburg did this, you know, these are like in Detroit did this, like these things are happening guys. They're all very possible. Um, American media and, just America in general is not going to ever, Asada Shakur said that your oppressors are never going to give you the education you need to free yourself. Okay. Like no one's ever going to give you the uh, news outlets to show you that strikes are happening in Colombia and strikes are happening in, uh, in, in, in parts of uh, Brazil and strikes are happening in South Africa and strikes are happening in South Korea and strikes are happening here, <laughs> here in America right now. Um, You've got to recognize, you've got to, you've got to uh, seek out that information and then stand in solidarity with these people, stand in solidarity with the people that are standing up against uh, people upholding oppressive ass systems. You know, it's the men, it's the least you can do. I know it's a big inconvenience if you like eating Oreos that you can't get Oreos, but you know what? You can learn how to make some type of new Oreo or get another type of cookie or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like sacrifice has got to be made y'all. This is literally how like revolution takes hold and takes place. Um, I definitely encourage you to look up some of the uh, demands of uh, the unions, what they're asking for. It's hilarious. Like it's actually, it's not hilarious. It's actually very fucking sad. It's very sad <laughs> because when you read the list of demands, it's literally just like, we just want like rights. <laughs> we just want like, we just want to be able to like take care of our kids. And our families and ourselves. We just want to like not be burnt out. We just want we just want to work like five days a week instead of like seven days a week for six months straight, which I was reading was happening at some of these uh, factories, uh, Nabisco, namely, you know, like stand in solidarity with those of us who are on the front lines of providing, <laughs> you know, uh, supplies to you. <laughs> like those like it's you know so simple um and keep your eye open on uh different strikes and labor movement uh organization efforts in your own cities in your own spaces i know in detroit there is going to be a um a uh hang on one second wait a minute i'm looking it up i'm so sorry so there's going to be a rally october 25th at noon campus marshes um by the time this comes out it'll be after that but um what's happening is um people against corporate theft uh, theft 
is uh, a, I don't want to say it's an organization, but it's a group of us who are unionizing to uh, fight against what is sure to be another complete, um, another complete fucking of the city by Dan Gilbert and co. Uh, essentially, uh, the World Economic Forum, which if you are not familiar with it, and I don't think anybody is because it's not something that's going to be, um, it's not something that's going to be like blasted on media, but the World Economic Forum is this organization of capitalist elite orgs exclusively. It's like Bank of America, Citibank, J.P. Morgan Chase, European Central Bank, Barclays. All right, they're all meeting at Dan Gilbert's uh, Copyware Building, which is Campus Martius, and they're going to be there for what they're calling a Global Center for Urban Transformation. Don't that just sound like we're about to gentrify the fuck out of this city? <laughs> you thought it was gentrified before? You thought we did this shit before, nigga? So what's hilarious um, is that, you know, you've got like <sighs> the governor is going to be there. And, you know, you've got politicians that are going to be shaking hands and like doing all kinds of things with these banks and these organizations and these fucking these businesses that are literally going to come in. I mean, more than they already have, especially, uh, you know, like when we looked at downtown Detroit exclusively, they're going to it's it's just it's just another way to take uh, and further gentrify from the city of Detroit. So uh, the people uh, against um, the people against corporate theft, we're working to bring attention to the fact that we see that these people are doing this shit and it's not fucking cool. And uh, letting people know, like, hey, people, the, these orgs, the, these institutions are instituting right in your face. <laughs> and uh, we can um, we can stop that shit at the very least, if not stop it, at the very least, let, let people know that we know. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's happening in Detroit. Link up with orgs, link up with link up with places and people that are doing uh, this work. OK, because it's really important. I, I cannot stress enough how in the ne in the coming months, how important it's going to be to start congealing with um, and uh, creating solidarity with uh, with one another. OK, because the infighting is what these people and these systems want from us. They want us to fight each other. Um, and kill each other so that they can, you know, do their whatever. And we got to fuck the man. Nobody has time for that shit. Uh, solidarity forever for, uh, with every, with every uh, uh, oppressed peoples. And um, shout out to uh, the folks here, um, the, the, uh, the Kellogg's, especially in Nabisco. Shout out to y'all, truly. Like, big fucking ups. Um, yeah. All right, let's wrap it up, y'all. I cannot believe I talked for almost an hour. <laughs> like, I can't. Actually, I can. Like, it's, I'm, I can. I'm not surprised. Um, so uh, today, I'm, gonna, I'm going to shamelessly plug myself. I'm the Black-owned business today, America. It's me, Asia. Um, y'all, I'm doing so much, okay? Like, I'm really, my therapist told me to streamline my life and I'm trying, I'm trying to 
get like better about uh, taking all this creative energy and like harnessing it and utilizing it in effective ways. So with that, um, I have so many things popping and you can find me all over most of these platforms. Uh, currently, I have a, a consultation business called Bad Future Consultation. Um, it is uh, basically rooted in dismantling or helping others dismantle uh, their isms and their phobias um, as a cultural competency consultant. Um, I really center all of my work in personal and interpersonal awareness uh, through a non-white, non-male <laughs> lens and gaze. And I'm trying desperately to get folks excited about a liberated future. So really, the consultation service is rooted in discussions, necessary ones, ones that a lot of people are afraid of having, but we have to start having them. So uh, check it out. You can find uh, my link for um, the consultation in my link tree, which is linked to my Instagram. Uh, all, you can find actually all this, all this shit in my link tree, which is linked to my Instagram. But Bad Future is um, that that's one of the businesses that I'm uh, participating in, uh, the consultation business. And then I've got obviously the podcast. You can find me on Instagram, on Twitter, on TikTok. Um, I'm also on uh, YouTube. And um, I'm going to be also streaming from Twitch soon. Um, in the next couple of weeks, I'm working on building my studio space out and actually putting like some GoPros in here and recording these sessions. So... You'll be able to actually see what uh, I'm doing in here when I've got guests, when I'm by myself, whatever. Uh, and then I'll be loading all those up um, for your viewing pleasure. Uh, I'll put the handles. I'm trying to streamline all the handles so everything matches so it's all just the hard R's. But it's hard because some people, you know, some platforms, it's already in use or whatever, which is like fuckery, straight fuckery. But it's fine. Um, I'll be sure to put handles uh in places that you can, places you ask and see. Um, I am writing on Medium as well. I am writing uh, slowly but surely about um, just a life, right? My experiences, shit that's popping off. Um, I love writing. It is my, it is my baby. It's it's my origin uh, art. Like that is what I went to first, and I will always go to. Um, like as far as like expression is concerned, but yeah, uh, read my articles, share them, uh, clap for them is the most important. That's how I get paid. The clap feature is located on the bottom left um, of the screen at, when you scroll down, and I like either on your phone or on um, like a computer, or a desktop, or whatever a laptop. Um, if you uh, share my article, tag me and let me know. Um, yeah. That's it, y'all. Like, do do the thing. Oh, I started doing DoorDash, too. So maybe, you know, if you're in the city, maybe I'll see you around one of these nights. 
uh, yeah, I'm out here. Your, 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 your boo is out here. Stunting, styling, profiling. I'm all over. Check me out. Share me. Um, consult with me. Um, love me. I love you so much. Uh, again, I cannot thank you enough for sticking with me. And I'm fucking stoked about uh, where we're going. And uh, I hope you have a fucking rad rest of your whatever's happening out there. I'll check you next time. Bye.